Chapter twenty five of Characters of Shakespeare's Plays by William Hazlitt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Winter's Tale. We wonder that Mr. Pope should have entertained doubts as to the genuineness of this play. He was, we suppose, shocked, as a certain critic suggests, at the chorus, time leaping over sixteen years with his crutch between the third and fourth act and at antigonus's landing with the infant perdita on the sea-coast of bohemia these slips or blemishes however do not prove it not to be shakespeare's for he was as likely to fall into them as anybody but we do not know anybody but himself who could produce the beauties the stuff of which the tragic passion is composed the romantic sweetness the comic humour are evidently his even the crabbed and tortuous style of the speeches of leontes reasoning on his own jealousy beset with doubts and fears and entangled more and more in the thorny labyrinth bears every mark of shakespeare's peculiar manner of conveying the painful struggle of different thoughts and feelings labouring for utterance and almost strangled in the birth for instance have you not seen camillo but that's past doubt you have for your eyeglass is thicker than a cuckold's horn or heard for to a vision so apparent rumour cannot be mute or thought for cogitation resides not within man that does not think my wife is slippery if thou wilt confess or else be impudently negative to have no eyes nor ears nor thought here leontes is confounded with his passion and does not know which way to turn himself to give words to the anguish rage and apprehension which tug at his breast it is only as he is worked up into a clearer conviction of his wrongs by insisting on the grounds of his unjust suspicions to camillo who irritates him by his opposition that he bursts out into the following vehement strain of bitter indignation yet even here his passion staggers and is as it were oppressed with its own intensity is whispering nothing is leaning cheek to cheek is meeting noses kissing with inside lip stopping the career of laughter with a sigh a note infallible of breaking honesty horsing foot on foot skulking in corners wishing clocks more swift hours minutes the noon midnight and all eyes blind with the pin and web but theirs theirs only that would unseen be wicked this is nothing what in the world and all that's in it is nothing the covering sky is nothing bohemia is nothing my wife is nothing the character of hermione is as much distinguished by its saint-like resignation and patient forbearance as that of paulina is by her zealous and spirited remonstrances against the injustice done to the queen and by her devoted attachment to her misfortunes hermione's restoration to her husband and her child after her long separation from them is as affecting in itself as it is striking in the representation camillo and the old shepherd and his son are subordinate but not uninteresting instruments in the development of the plot and though last not least comes autolycus a very pleasant thriving rogue and what is the best feather in the cap of all knavery he escapes with impunity in the end the winter's tale is one of the best acting of our author's plays we remember seeing it with great pleasure many years ago 
it was on the night that king took leave of the stage when he and mrs jordan played together in the afterpiece of the wedding day nothing could go off with more eclat with more spirit and grandeur of effect mrs siddons played hermione and in the last scene acted the painted statue to the life with true monumental dignity and noble passion mr kemble in leontes worked himself up into a very fine classical frenzy and bannister as autolycus roared as loud for pity as a sturdy beggar could do who felt none of the pain he counterfeited and was sound of wind and limb we shall never see these parts so acted again or if we did it would be in vain actors grow old or no longer surprise us by their novelty but true poetry like nature is always young and we still read the courtship of florizel and perdita as we welcome the return of spring with the same feelings as ever florizel the dearest perdita with these forced thoughts i prithee darken not the mirth of the feast or i'll be thine my fair or not my father's for i cannot be mine own nor anything to any if i be not thine to this i am most constant though destiny say no be merry gentle strangle such thoughts as these with anything that you behold the while your guests are coming lift up your countenance as it were the day of celebration of that nuptial which we two have sworn will come perdita o oh, lady fortune stand you auspicious enter shepherd clown mopsa dolcus servants with polixenes and camillo disguised florizel see your guests approach address yourself to entertain them sprightly and let's be read with mirth shepherd fie daughter when my old wife lived upon this day she was both pantler butler cook both dame and servant welcomed all served all would sing her song and dance her turn now here at the upper end of the table now in the middle on his shoulder and his her face afire with labour and the thing she took to quench it she would to each one sip you are retired as if you were a feasted one and not the hostess of the meeting pray you bid these unknown friends to us welcome for it is a way to make us better friends more known come quench your blushes and present yourself that which you are mistress of the feast come on and bid us welcome to your sheep-sharing as your good flock shall prosper perdita sir welcome to polixenes and camillo it is my father's will i should take on me the hostess ship of the day you're welcome sir give me those flowers there dorcas reverend sirs for you there's rosemary and rue these keep seeming and savour all the winter long grace and remembrance be unto you both and welcome to our sharing polixenes shepherdess a fair one are you well you fit our ages with flowers of winter perdita sir the year growing ancient not yet on summer's death nor on the birth of trembling winter the fairest flowers of the season are our carnations and streaked gilly flowers which some call nature's bastards of that kind are rustic gardens barren and i care not to get slips of them polixenes wherefore gentle maiden do you neglect them perdita for i have heard it said there is an art which in their piedness shares with great creating nature polixenes say there be yet nature is made better by no mean but nature makes that mean so o'er that art which you say adds to nature is an art that nature makes you see sweet mate we marry a gentler scion to the wildest stock 
and may conceive a bark of baser kind by bud of nobler race this is an art which does mend nature change it rather but the art itself is nature perdita so it is footnote the lady we see here gives up the argument but keeps her mind polixenes they make your garden rich in gilly flowers and do not call them bastards perdita i'll not put the dibble in earth to set one slip of them no more than were i painted i would wish this youth should say twere well and only therefore desire to breed by me here's flowers for you hot lavender mince savoury marjoram the marigold that goes to bed with the sun and with him rises weeping these are flowers of middle summer and i think they are given to men of middle age you are very welcome camillo i should leave grazing were i of your flock and only live by gazing perdita out alas you'd be so lean the blasts of january would blow you through and through now my fairest friends i would i had some flowers of the spring that might become your time of day and yours and yours that wear upon your virgin branches yet your maiden heads growing oh proserpina for the flowers now that frighted thou let'st fall from dis's wagon daffodils that come before the swallow dares and take the winds of march with beauty violets dim but sweeter than the lids of juno's eyes or cytherea's breath pale primroses that die unmarried ere they can behold bright phoebus in his strength a malady most incident to maids bold oxlips and the crown imperial lilies of all kinds the fleur-de-lis being one oh these i lack to make you garlands of and my sweet friend to strow him o'er and o'er florizel what like a course perdita no like a bank for love to lie and play on not like a course or if not to be buried but quick and in mine arms come take your flowers methinks i play as i have seen them do in wits and pastorals sure this robe of mine does change my disposition florizel what you do still betters what is done when you speak sweet i'd have you do it ever when you sing i'd have you buy and sell so so give alms pray so and for the ordering your affairs to sing them too when you do dance i wish you a wave of the sea that you might ever do nothing but that move still still so and own no other function each your doing so singular in each particular crowns what you're doing in the present deeds that all your acts are queens perdita o oh, torcles your praises are too large but that your youth and the true blood which peeps forth fairly through it do plainly give you out an unstained shepherd with wisdom i might fear my dorcles you wooed me the false way florizel i think you have as little skill to fear as i have purpose to put you to it but come our dance i pray your hand my perdita so turtles pair that never mean to part perdita i'll swear for him polixenes this is the prettiest low-born lass that ever ran on the greensward nothing she does or seems but smacks of something greater than herself too noble for this place camillo he tells her something that makes her blood look out good sooth she is the queen of curds and cream this delicious scene 
is interrupted by the father of the prince discovering himself to florizel and haughtily breaking off the intended match between his son and perdita when polixenes goes out perdita says even here undone i was not much afraid for once or twice i was about to speak and tell him plainly the selfsame sun that shines upon his court hides not his visage from our cottage but looks on to like will't please you sir be gone to florizel i told you what would come of this beseech you of your own state take care this dream of mine being now awake i'll queen it no inch further but milk my ewes and weep as perdita the supposed shepherdess turns out to be the daughter of hermione and a princess in disguise both feelings of the pride of birth and the claims of nature are satisfied by the fortunate event of the story and the fine romance of poetry is reconciled to the strictest court etiquette end of the winter's tale